This is exactly right. Stress for last. Oh, still quarantining from home, but I got to do a wonderful episode today. I, I had a great conversation with someone that I just admire like crazy, and I think that she is just one of the funniest comedic comedic actresses out there, and the coolest person. And I'm so lucky to get to know her. And I've wanted her on the show for a while, but she's just, she's real busy. And so um, we were able to work it out and uh, we got her. And so uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Wendy McClendon Covey. We're going to be talking about, well, she's actually, she might be the, the only person in the world that has been on um, She's been on the Hollywood Medium, the Long Island Medium, and Celebrity Ghost Stories. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's just get into it. On with the show. Wendy, how are you? I am living my best life. <laughs> yeah, how's the quarantine been for you? How's everything going? I'm going bananas. Yeah, me too. Well, you're like one of the busiest people in the world. I, I've been wanting to have you on here for forever, and so thank you so much for for being able to do this. But I know you've been so busy because you got the Goldbergs and mm-hmm. Reno Nine One One is coming back. Yeah, yeah. So now yeah, it's, um, it's weird to be housebound, and and it's also weird that I am so uh, unfocused that I can't finish a damn thing. But whatever. <laughs> well, what are you trying to do? I know you're a seamstress, right? Yes. So I'm trying to um, finish some projects that I've started, and um, then I've I've been trying to bake sourdough bread. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> I've been trying to um, organize closets and blah, blah, blah. And then I I have to wonder about my mental state because like, why am I holding on to certain things? Why have have I been hanging on to a pair of tights that I wore in a dance recital 35 years ago? (laughs) I know my parents are doing the same thing right now. They're like going through sending me pictures of like art projects from the fourth grade. I'm like, why do you have this stuff? Oh, but, but those I are precious. It. I know. Well, I want to talk that about stuff ghosts. for your memoirs. <laughs> exactly. Wait, are you should write a book. Have you thought about that? Mm, yeah, I've thought about it. And then I guess I started thinking about other things. <laughs> I, I've had a meeting with a publisher and all of that, but like, I don't want to just write some dumb thing about, you know, reach for the stars and here's my makeup tips. You're like, who cares? Well, I mean, I've definitely talked to you before about some of your origin story and I think it is so fascinating. I mean, oh. I, 
I think it's so cool. Um, and I mean, people should go listen to interviews with you about about how you started and stuff because it's amazing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but I want to talk about your ghost story because yes. you were on. Okay, you've been on you've been on two of my favorite TV shows of all time. The first one being Reno Nine One One. My second favorite TV show, Celebrity Ghost Stories. <laughs> <laughs> And you told a ghost story. This was actually, I was looking up when this was, and it was, according to the internet, you were on it in 2011. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm -hmm. And it was this episode with Dylan Cannon, Quentin Aaron from The Blind Side, and um, another former podcast guest and friend of the show, Bridget Marquardt from Girls Next Door. Um, And then you told us a ghost story, um, or you told the world a ghost story about when you were a child Mm -hmm. can you retell it yes happy to retell it now one thing I have to say about celebrity ghost stories is for me just describing it the reenactment they made was pretty damn good really that's my favorite part like I've had a couple of people from the show uh that have been on that show on this show and yeah. I'm always so curious of what your opinion is of the reenactment. That has to be wild to see that, re- yeah. see your life reenacted. I have to say, I, I was, it actually freaked me out. And I'll tell you this, when I told that story, I didn't realize how many people watched that show. And I started hearing from people all over the place. This is back when I was on Facebook. And people were getting really aggressive about it. Like, ah. Oh, Redlands, I know of a cemetery in Redlands. I'm going to go walk around and look for it and tell me this and tell me that. It was like, look, I didn't, I just told the story. I don't want to revisit this all the time. You know, it's not like it was a fun thing. Yeah. You know, but people want to get in your business and whatever. So let me just tell the story. Okay. But did, did anybody get to the bottom of it? Um, I don't know. People might have gone on their little quest to, to find this gravesite or whatever, but I don't want to know about that. And plus they could look for something and they're not going to ever have the experience I had. Exactly. You know, but it also made me feel crazy. Like this happened when I was in the first grade. Am I remembering this right? Yeah. But again, kids don't, kids are very open to Mm -hmm. their open channels. You know what I mean? I'm sure you've heard this before. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and we don't yeah, really, yeah. you know, as we get older, we start asking ourselves, wait, did, did this really happen? But I'm just going to tell you from memory what, what happened. Okay. Um, so my parents, my, I'm sorry, my grandparents moved to Redlands, which is, you know, like on the way to Palm Springs. Yeah. It's like, isn't that Riverside County? Or- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's inland. And we and spe- you grew up like where again? Bellflower? No, um, I grew up in Long Beach. Okay. Still live here. And my parents, my grandparents moved to Redlands, but we spent a lot of time with them. And so we were carted back and forth to Redlands quite a bit. And they lived in this house that um, I mean, it was it was a beautiful, cozy house, but it had a view of a cemetery on a hill. 
And that always freaked me out. So right below it, there were like horse pastures. And then up on a hill, there was the cemetery. Um, on top of that, my, my grandparents have always had a grandfather clock that um, makes noises on the hour. So at the stroke of midnight, that's really <laughs> like a freaky haunted house thing. Yeah, totally. But yeah, so I'm just setting the stage. That that has nothing to do with anything. But my my grandma would always take us on nature walks and we would walk through this cemetery sometimes because it was there and it was peaceful as cemeteries always are and she was restless and didn't want us watching TV all day. So we'd go through these walks and, you know, look on the graves and read the dates. And there were, you know, sometimes it was really freaky. You'd read these dates and it would, you would see that you're looking at the grave of a child, you know, like 1893 to 1896 or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, that's weird to, to look at people's gravestones. Yeah. And so one thing that you said in the episode was that was the first time you realized that kids could die. Yeah, that was that was like cold hard proof. Yeah. And um you know, at 6 years old you just don't have that much or I didn't anyway have that much um connection to death and dying and you know, it was all just a weird concept, but this really you know, brought it home and I would say something to my grandma like, "Oh, wow, look at that." you know, this, this was a, this was a child or, oh, that was a baby. And my grandma, I love her so much, but she's very stoic. And her answer would be like, yep. Anyway, so doesn't <laughs> <laughs> explain. It was just like, yeah, things happen. And, you know, we soldier on. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I had this episode where I was in my bed and I felt this pressure on my legs and I look up and there's this thing sitting on my legs. What do you mean thing? This um, girl in the middle of the night, my sister was in her other bed, you know, the other twin bed. And there was this, and this thing, little ghost girl sitting on my legs. Now, when you saw her, did you think it was a girl just, like a human girl alive or did you think it was a ghost right away? Well, she didn't have a face and she was dressed in like old timey clothes. And, you know, did she follow me home from the cemetery? Okay. Is this, you know, putting two and two together, that's what made sense. You know? Yeah. Like, these are the dumb little games I would play with my sister, my little sister. Like, I would sit on her legs and, um, like, wave my hair in her face to, like, tickle her and make her crazy. So, it seemed like that's what she was kind of doing. Oh, my gosh. Wait, this little girl wants to play, but it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, but I mean, so she was just sitting there or was she actually like crawling on you? She was just sitting there, but it was, you know, what do you do? It was one of those things like when you're in a dream and you can't scream, you want to scream 
can't, but like you doubt what you're seeing. Now, do you think it was sleep paralysis? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really ever hear about kids having that. I mean, I'm sure they do, but I mean, I just don't talk to kids about sleep paralysis, but I'm sure it's possible too. Yeah. I, all I know is that I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could tell anybody about this because I didn't have the language skills to say this. And we lived in a very religious family and like, you don't talk about that stuff. No one's going to believe this. Mm -hmm. So the first my family had heard about it was when this episode came out. Really? (laughs) So you (laughs) just, I had nightmares all the time as a kid. So I started doubting, like, was this a nightmare? Did this really happen? Because it sure as hell felt like it happened. And is, I know what I I know what I saw. Is this something that had been on your mind you. for like like for years where you was this always on your mind that you had seen a ghost as a kid? Yeah, but then I started pushing it down. Yeah. And and being like, no, 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 that, that couldn't have happened. It just couldn't have happened. But it did happen. <laughs> well, in the episode two, you said that she had a doll. Yes. Yes, she did have a weird doll with no face. It was like a really primitive thing, like a pioneer girl would have, like very homemade. Um, with a U-shape. I wonder why she didn't have a face. That's so scary. <laughs> Yeah. Why the little girl or the doll or both? Both. I guess they were matching. Listen, I don't know, but, um, you know, who knows what, was this house built on something weird? On some kind of land where something happened? Did, did something happen in the neighborhood? I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people about cemeteries being haunted and a lot of people think that cemeteries aren't often haunted because go why would a ghost want to just like hang out where they're (laughs) with a bunch of like dead bodies um they usually tend to go places that they're more connected to but Mm -hmm. also like a child might not even know the difference like i could see a child possibly haunting a cemetery or yeah maybe that house maybe that child lived in that house or that property yeah, that's that's the thing. I've always had that feeling like don't don't ghosts haunt where they died. Well, well see, this is something that I've been people don't die in the cemetery, they die and then they get taken to the cemetery. Yeah, exactly. But one you thing know? that since I've done this show that keeps me up at night is and I was actually thinking about this last night um I'm right now staying in San Diego at my boyfriend's place and his apartment is definitely not haunted. But Mm -hmm. as I was like reading ghost stories at nighttime and I was thinking about the fact that I hear so many stories on the show that kind of prove that ghosts are not necessarily just um, people that died in a certain location. Like I keep hearing stories about ghosts like following people home or mm-hmm. finding their, like, ghosts can just find their way into wherever you are. <laughs> yes. That. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, did did this kid die in the neighborhood? Maybe. Um, 
and she doesn't know how to get home and, or she saw kids playing and it was like, Oh, that, that seems like what I ought to be doing. Like, I don't know. All I know is that happened. Um, I did not have a way to tell anybody that it happened. Yeah. Um, and when my sister <laughs> saw my celebrity ghost stories episode, she said, what? <laughs> and I was in the next bed. <laughs> I said, yeah, Shelly, I, what was I going to do? You know, sometimes <laughs> you're too scared to make a move. Oh yeah. You know, and I was six. God. That is so scary. Well, to be clear, people listening to this, don't go looking for the, tombs- the, the tombstone in Redlands. Well, when- do what you're going to do, but don't tell me about it. Exactly. You know, if, if you want to go looking for trouble, and look, I'm sure this little girl was not going to, like, murder me. You know? Um, it was just a weird thing to happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. know. So, but since then, you did not have any other experiences, right? I mean, I, you worked at, you started at the Groundlings, right? Yes, yes. And I've heard that the Groundlings is possibly a little haunted. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. I have not experienced that. Um, I, I am fascinated with, uh, with tales of paranormal and, you know, I've gone to the hotel Coronado. Yes. Have you been there? Oh, I love it. I think it's so beautiful. And it's, you know, haunted, like very haunted. Queen Mary around here, very haunted. I called the hotel Coronado a couple months back and I was like, what's the haunted hotel room? I want to stay in it. And the lady Mm -hmm. at the desk was like, what? No, it's not haunted. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I read online and I've heard stories and there's like books about it. She's like, yeah. no, no, no. What room do you want to stay in? We'll get you another room. I'm like, okay. Oh. So some places like really don't like talking about it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like the Queen Mary, they're real into talking about it being haunted. Oh, yeah. Because it's happened... There have been so many sightings. It's like, you can't deny it. You yeah. just can't deny it. And it's been investigated um, so many times. Have you ever stayed there? I've never stayed there, but now I feel like I want to. You should and report yeah. back to us. I mean, but I've I've been all over that ship um, because, you know, I've lived in its neighborhood for decades and they used to have like a Jacques Cousteau exhibit on there where you could go and there were like petting pools on the ship where you would handle sea urchins and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they wow. have there. They have restaurants. Yeah, like, I stayed in the haunted room. There. They have like one specific room that they say is like the most haunted room because it was people weren't allowed access to it for years and then they opened it up. And uh, I stayed there a couple months ago and nothing at all happened. I was very, I was very bummed, Mm. but. um, You know what else is haunted in your area? Well, in San Pedro. 
Mm. There's there's this really famous story that is, is actually, I heard it when I was a kid and it, it might have been one of the first things that got me into the paranormal. There was this woman that moved into this house in San Pedro mm. and she was the single mother of three. And mm. one of the first things that happened when she was living there is she went to check in on her kids and there was like this old creepy looking man standing in her bedroom and then the as the kids bedroom and then they started oozing stuff out of the walls and so she calls this guy barry tap who's like this really famous um paranormal investigator parapsychologist guy Uh and they did like all these um, they filmed, they actually made a documentary about it in like the early 90s. And I think you can find it online. It's called like The Haunting in San Pedro or something Ooh, like that. Okay. It, it's really good. And it's also got like some great 90s, just 90s flair to it. Um, but when they, were, when they were filming it, the cameraman got choked by a, a rope that came out of nowhere and just like choked him. Oh it's, my god! It's real spooky. But then she moves out of San Pedro, and the ghosts find her, and they follow her to her next house. Okay, but okay. it all started in San Pedro, California. Wow. <laughs> so, so she, there, there's something she has that they want. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Interesting. But yeah, the ghosts are ghosts are after her. But I don't know. I don't know what the latest is with that. But there are some people that ghosts are just into. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, the more I, you know, I, I was cleared of an entity in Sedona last year. And yeah, what is the story now? You had an <sighs> entity attached to you? Apparently so. Apparently so. Um, and then ever since that happened i'm hearing about it more and more from other people um other people that have entities attached to them or other people that know about it and you know look i'm i i love some hocus pocus and some woo <laughs> woo yes. you know i I've, I've got a bundle of sage in my hand right now like <laughs> yeah you're no. a crystal person too aren't you i am a crystal person and honestly I have my crystals because I just think they're pretty, okay, for the most <laughs> But I do honor the fact that some of them hold information, mm-hmm. you know. Can I decipher it? No, I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> but they look pretty. I like them. I think they're pretty. I like anything that um, undergoes a lot of intense pressure and comes out looking beautiful if right i mean that's why i like for all of us yeah (laughs) um, Uh, so wait were you did you have symptoms of an entity or did you did someone else like just find that well here's what happened i (laughs) listen i i didn't know anything about entities all i knew is i hadn't taken a vacation in five years And last year we had like a four day window. And I said, Greg, my husband, my sweet husband, who I don't know why he stays with me, but I said, Greg, please, can we just go somewhere? Let's go to Sedona. Okay. It's hot. We can, you know, go to the vortexes. We can sit by the pool. It'll be great. Let's just go to Sedona. It's only an hour plane ride. And that's about all I can handle. He said, fine. 
So we go to Sedona, which is a very um, new age metaphysical place. And I love Arizona because there's all those red rocks. And whenever I get around those red rocks, my mind just races with really good ideas or I don't know, Mm. massage. Yeah. But I thought, oh, I want to have, I want to have a crazy medical, metaphysical experience while I'm here. So there was this um, little metaphysical um, shop with all kinds of healers in it, medical mediums, um, all kinds of things. And I booked myself a session because I felt like I had gone dull. And what I mean by that is I felt like there was no light behind my eyes. I had nothing to give anybody. I was just like a husk walking around, putting on makeup and taking off makeup. Yeah, just from working so much. I I felt like I had nothing to give anybody. Mm. And when I even look at pictures of myself from like the day before we went, like I look like a paper doll. Like there's just nothing there. So I booked myself a session to just say, maybe, maybe this psychic has something to tell me. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. Let's let's just see what she has to say. If if mm-hmm. you know if anything, it'll be a good story. So she goes, well, what can I do for you today? What what's going on? And I said, well, I feel dull, and I also feel like no matter what happens in my life or in my day, I always think about how my twenty year old self would have fucked it up. So that mm-hmm. was a weird thought process that was happening all the time, and I couldn't turn it off. Like no matter. If I ordered a sandwich during the day, it was, well, you know how you would have fucked this up when you were 20? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Like every single thing I did, listen to a song on the radio. Well, you know, your 20-year-old self would have danced to that song and you would have looked stupid. Wow, okay. 20-year-old you, you would have met that person, made a fool of yourself. Like everything about it turned negative and it was always pointing to myself in my 20s. She goes, oh, oh may I check you for an entity? (laughs) And I said, please do. She comes over to me. She goes, may I touch you? I said, yeah, go for it. (laughs) She puts her hands on me. She goes, yep, yep, yep. This one has tentacles. What? Long reaching tentacles. It's stuck on the back of your head and it's got long reaching tentacles going around your throat and uh, down your shoulders and into your spine. May I clear you of this? I said, oh, yes. Please. (laughs) No, leave it. I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) She put um, a black stone in one hand and a gold stone in the other hand, my hands. And then got behind me with some copal and, and started going. (laughs) And I did not laugh. I let her do her thing. Was that hard? Yes. Yes. I thought I'm being pumped. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, now after this happens, um, I'm going to check on you later tonight. 
And I want to see how you're feeling. I want you to go home, go back to your hotel, take an Epsom salt bath. This is very serious. Get rid of it. Get rid of all the extra energy because I broke up the tentacles, but shards of it still may be there. So drink lots of water or you might start feeling like you're choking. Go have an Epsom salt bath. Eat nutritious food tonight. I'm going to check on you. And she did. And God damn it, if I didn't feel like I was choking. Now that's got to be the power of suggestion, right? Oh, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. But she did check on me. She goes, how are you feeling? I said, I, I guess I'm feeling all right. I feel okay. I do feel lighter. Um, but again, like, I don't know. I don't know. But, but that's what she did for me. And then I start, I, you know, I get back home from Sedona going about my life. And I start like hearing on podcasts, you know, entities, they are beings that can't find the light. They're stuck in not limbo, but they just, they aren't necessarily aware that they're dead. So they're just looking for any light and they can attach to you from anywhere. So if, you know, you're walking through a hospital and an entity is there, it sees your light and it'll attach to you, and then you can't get rid of it. You feel it, but they're hard to get rid of, but this is how you can do it. Or, you know, you're walking to an airport, they're very, you're very susceptible in an airport if you're a high-vibe person. There are all kinds of weird entities, and they're just going to go towards the light because that makes sense. But they attach itself to you thinking you're something else, and then you got to get rid of it, and it affects your thought process and it affects your physical health and all this stuff. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's looking for a host to feed off of. Yes. So, so overall, would you say that after that happened, you were, you didn't like, did you stop having that thought process about yourself in your twenties and all of that? Um, it did stop for a little bit, but now it's back. <laughs> oh no. So my- I, I need to go deeper. I need to go deeper. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's an entity. I have not gone dull. I'll say that. I've never had that feeling again where I've been like, there, there's, I'm empty. There's nothing in here. There's just, Are you somebody that goes to psychics or have you done that in the past? Well, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you this. I did not believe necessarily until I went, this is so stupid. I went on Long Island Medium. Well, oh my God, I forgot you did that. Yes, I did. Because when I went over to your house with Sam that one time, I think you had just done that. I had just gone. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I went about that. I oh my God, I've never had somebody that's been on that show <laughs> on this show. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, a lot of the stuff she told me my family would not sign off on. Oh, because it was like personal family stuff? Yeah, they, they just didn't want it brought up. Yeah. But she hit on something that, um, that uh, I verified later. And, and listen, when I went on it, I thought, okay, listen, this is going to be a 10-minute thing. I'm going to go in. She's not going to get a read on me, and I'm going to go on to my next appointment. Um, but I was there for two hours, a lot of stuff showed up and also something showed up for my manager who was not in the room. 
And this did not get put on the episode, but she kept saying, okay, there's someone here who won't let anybody else come through until they say their piece. And she kept talking and talking. And I said, I have no idea who this is. And she kept talking and talking. I said, I don't know who this is. My manager comes in and said, that's for me. Oh my God. That was my brother. He was murdered. Um, Like everything she was saying was my manager's brother. Wow. Let that be on camera because it was amazing. But so the things that she did touch on with you and everything like that, they were all accurate though. Everything was accurate and it was stuff I didn't know, but I found out, I started finding clues. And then I was asked to be on Tyler Henry's show. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you do it? I did do it. What? What? My freaking mind for three hours. Three hours? Nothing. I gave him nothing. All I gave him was this rose quartz one that I meditate with sometimes. And I figured I'm going to lead this in any direction. If I'm supposed to know something, it will come through. And if I'm not supposed to know anything, that's fine. I don't want to go poking around in things that I don't want to, that I don't need to know. Okay. That's not going to help anybody. Yeah. So, um, it, it got really emotional and it got really, um, raw and it, it, it was all true. And it was stuff that he could not have looked up because it happened so long ago that there's no like internet record of it. Yeah. And it solved like a big family mystery. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Big family mystery that I don't want to get emotional talking about it now, but I, I recommend you, you watch it. Yeah. Real deal. He, he has that gift and I'm telling you, he spent three hours with me. The, the thing was edited down to what? 10 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Cause doesn't he spend a lot of time like scribbling and. Yeah. And I have my scribble. <laughs> um, and he nailed it. And everything that he said was verified independently by my mom who does not believe in this stuff. And what he said was, was very important. And like, my, my family needs to be healed from this. And I thought, you know, I want to start this conversation with my mom. How do I do that? And so one day I just said, well, mom, I visited a psychic and she goes, Oh, did Kenny come through? Like, I couldn't have set it up any better. This was her brother, Kenny, that killed himself. Mm. And just out of the blue, she said that. And I said, well, yeah, actually. And um, this came up and this came up. And my mom said, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Was it this person? Was it this person? I mean, every, she was not closed off to it. She she was actually kind of, seemed like she was grateful for the, information and she validated other things about it that didn't make sense to me other details so you know i i do believe that some people really have the gift i also believe that not everyone is readable mm. and so yeah, when you- when some when you meet someone who's able to read every single person i don't believe that i don't believe that 
So is that something like a matter of being open to it, you think? I think sometimes the channels are open and sometimes people are, are low vibe and they, they don't give you anything. They're just unreadable. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean it can't be ever. But I believe that, you know, just like <laughs> doctors don't give 100% correct diagnoses all the time. Right. Sometimes you just don't get a reading. And sometimes, like with, a, with someone who actually has that gift, what they're saying does not make sense to them. So yeah, exactly. Throw out things and symbols and whatever, and you got to figure it out. I, I don't necessarily believe that um, true psychics are able to very eloquently describe something from start to finish and, and nail it. Did you notice like big differences between the two of those? I mean, you went to like the two biggest TV psychics. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Right? Did you notice like differences in their, uh, the way their process was with their gifts? Um, I did. I did. I, Tyler is a very sweet sensitive soul and I feel like he is trying to help Mm -hmm. okay and he he is very um measured in what he says and the whole way his his whole show is set up like the executive producer of his show was like okay so we did this but I I need to we need to put you back together afterwards. We don't want you leaving like in a bad state. We want this to be a positive thing for you, but we're not going to let you leave completely crushed or, or broken or anything like that. So there was like, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Every, because really after three hours, I really felt like I had been kicked down the stairs. Yeah. Take a long nap. And luckily my best friend was with me and she saw this whole thing. And I don't remember getting in the car to go home. It was a lot, you know, Wow. the Long Island medium, you know, she has the same process where she's like scribbling and scribbling and, but you know, people have suggested that she wears an, an earpiece. I could maybe see that too. Well, she's got a lot of hair covering her yeah, ears. Yeah. yeah. So. so I could maybe see that too, because I, I believe once you put someone like this on television, you got to come away with something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think exactly. about that with ghost hunting shows and stuff all the time. It's like, you still got to make a show. Exactly. You got to cut something into, you can't just like waste time. So that's, that's um, the stinky thing about it is like, once you put, once you start, you know, doing this for entertainment purposes, then you're kind of creating some of the magic. So you have something to show. Yeah. Or Googling. Exactly. Exactly. So I would kind of buy that, but I, I don't, I, I would also not say that, Oh, she's a total fraud. No. You know, cause I know what I saw, but again, my family didn't sign off on, you know, 80% of my reading. So what? They're left with nothing. (laughs) Yeah. They gotta, they gotta do something. So I've never actually watched my long, I've never watched either show. 
because I lived it. I don't need to watch it. Yeah. You know, but, oh, well, I know what I'm about to watch after this. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was, uh, I don't know. I feel like I could tell a good psychic from a bad psychic. And, you know, now that I've Tyler was beyond. Absolutely. You should call him up to see if the entity is back. <laughs> Ask him if he's feeling any tentacles in his scribbles. Yeah. Well, shit. Maybe that's something. Can I put you on retainer? I feel like this is something you need <laughs> to learn. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to be your, your guinea pig if you feel. Hell yeah. All right. Well, get into it. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, an online course you could take. And then uh, I'm here. Oh, my God. I'd love to. Live. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay, we do this thing on the show. Oh. EVPs. Or EV please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you know what an EVP is? It's an EVP is when people um, catch ghost voices, electronic okay. voice phenomenon. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's an EVP, sometimes it's an EV police. Okay. So I go to YouTube and okay. I try to find real EVPs where the ghost hunter tells us what they believe the ghost is saying. And I like to have my guests guess what they think, uh, either what they hear the ghost saying or what they think the ghost hunter thinks the ghost is saying. All right. Okay, I got two EVPs from the Queen Mary because I wanted okay. to keep the theme going here um this first one on youtube is from a channel called planet paranormal investigations slash bob davis and uh they write this is a really clear class a evp recorded in the changing rooms of the queen mary's first class swimming pool area Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, possibly the woman seen in the pool area in her swimsuit. Okay, tell me what you think this ghost is saying. It might be kind of loud, so just to warn you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Could you hear a voice? I heard it, but let me let me hear it again. Okay. <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> I'll do it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, what I clearly heard. Okay, clearly. Class A. Class A. She said, Chalupa now. <laughs> <laughs> She's hungry. I mean, if you're a ghost. He's hungry and of, of the times. Um, oh, I don't yes. know what she's saying. And I'm, I'm going to say that is, um, that is an EVP. Well, see, and she's in the swimming area, so maybe yeah. she just got out of the pool because you can't, you can't have a chalupa before you go in the pool. So she's probably saying, okay, I'm done swimming and chalupa now. Well, okay, here's some options. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you it's not that. Um, but it could be. I mean. No, it isn't. I know it. I know it isn't. <laughs> okay, is it A, oh no, my cat. B, 
my toe is cut. C, no, I can't. Or D, I don't know what's up. All right, let's hear it one more time. No, I can't. Yeah, it's no, I can't. All right, here's one more. This one. But wait, okay, so that was in the changing room. The changing room of the swimming pool area. Which is allegedly a vortex. Yes. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's like a portal, like a so, portal to to another world. I believe so. Ghosts what? are just coming in and out. Oh, oh my girl. god! I want to go there. Yeah, there's several places that in this world that people believe are portals, and um, it's fascinating because mm-hmm. pe- actually, yeah, because. I've talked to people that believe that I talked to somebody that believes that they had a portal in their closet in their bedroom as a child. And they would just see random people like in their bedroom, stare at them in the middle of the night and then go into the closet. And they would just be a different person every day because they just, and this person assumes that their closet was like, I don't know where, how people crossed over or something. I don't know. It's so fascinating. Okay, here's one more. This okay. one is from Para Explorer Project. And it says, presented is a strong audio capture made with, within the ship's first class pool room. Same area. Okay. Uh, while the tour host, Para Explorer Matthew, is providing guests standing on the forward entry staircase ghostly while he's presenting them uh, ghostly history, what appears to be a spirited female voice question is clearly heard. Okay, let's see what we think this ghost is saying. This one's louder, Mm -hmm. so be warned. It's a lot of background noise, but you can hear like a female voice here one more time. Mm Can't tell. I'll give you some options. Is it A, quesadilla? Maybe to go with the chalupa. (laughs) Is it B, can you see me? Is it C, I'm sleepy? Or D, please leave me? All right, let's try it. (gasps) Ooh, please leave me? That's what I hear. But they think it's, can you see me? Which Ooh. that's kind of like a weird thing to think about. If you're a ghost and there's like paranormal investigators to be like, can you see me? I'm right here. Oh, I'll play it again. I please leave me is what I, what it sounds like to me. That's what I think too. But it might be oh. the same ghost from both of those videos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Wendy. Well, that's about it. Thank you so much for doing this. You really oh, brought it today. And I'm so happy to hear from somebody that's been on not one, but two <laughs> psychic shows and celebrity ghost stories. You know, there's another show now called Famously Afraid. If you want to add another one to your, uh, to your <laughs> list of <laughs> celebrity ghost shows. <laughs> Got to catch them all. <laughs> You know, yeah, add another tile to the rich mosaic that is my <laughs> paranormal history. <laughs> well, keep me updated if um, 
if you know you go to another psychic or anything happens well definitely and keep me updated on your um entity clearing expertise you know if you ever do take that up i listen it's hard time appointment with you in this current age right now there's no drag shows going on so i might be looking into entity clearing for my (laughs) new my new side hustle (laughs) natural progression yeah why not (laughs) anything to not have a real job (laughs) yes exactly uh well wendy thank you so much i appreciate this so much you're just the best of course thank you what an honor all right well thank you wendy i actually watched her hollywood medium with tyler henry after we had this conversation and wow it is some heavy stuff and i I strongly recommend if you are able to to go watch it. I, I just like watched it on Amazon Prime. I like bought the episode, but it was really worth it. And wow, it was just, it was insane. So uh, yeah, I highly recommend watching that. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. We have some more episodes coming up that I've already recorded that I cannot wait for. And um yeah, please be subscribed. Give us five stars and um, join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dress for Less. If you have a ghost story, send it to me. Make sure you put listener episode in the title. If you want to be on a listener episode, I'm going to be recording one any day now. So I look forward to that. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.